This is the Team Clear Coat Podcast. We're two friends finally doing something about our obsession with cars. We're probably not doing it well, but it should be fun, and we might actually learn something along the way. I'm Dave. And I'm Ian. And this is our show. Oh, hi, Dave. Ian, how's it going? It's going very well. We have uh, a return guest. We've convinced someone to come back to talk to us again. No. Yeah. Come on. Why would anybody do that? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, so without further ado, um, recent head trauma victim, Doug DeMiro <laughs> is, is with Hello. us via, via the magic of Skype. So people can see me right now. They're, yes. They're, yeah. All right. Yep. Yeah. I mean, uh, like all six people who watch this on YouTube yeah. can see you. Yes. E- exactly. Yeah. Oh, I, that's good. I, there's nothing like six six good interested people. <laughs> yeah. Now, so it's all right if I walk around. So this yes. is okay. It's this is weird. okay. Uh, yes. Take us on yeah. the. Yeah. Yeah. We'll we'll get y- the interior of your house. I'll, My closet. I'll I'll tell you which doors need to be uh, framed uh, properly, like many adjustments. <laughs> like uh, maybe maybe if I see a door pull that doesn't match with other things, I'll point that out. Uh, guess who's remodeled a house between Ian and I? Yeah. This yeah. is actually a home improvement podcast. You didn't know that. Like, oh, you yeah. looks like you got some Great. water damage there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the automotive thing didn't pan out for us, so it's just uh, you know sheetrock and uh, what's your name, nail gun. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, okay, so let's get let's get started. I do want to talk to you about uh, auto trader oversteer, but uh, this this view that we have, I, I do want to ask you about. So you yeah. have the um, the license plate thing, which people will recognize from your videos. This is sort of like one of your little studio shots that you do. Um, yeah, yeah. Are these uh, like? Uh, state lawmaker plates that you yeah. have, and yeah, how, most, how, how yeah. do you obtain those? From, from yeah, I get them on eBay. Oh and, really? Uh, oh okay. You can get you can get anything on eBay, you know. And I get them there, and uh, and they're they're kind of cool. And I I can like the idea of getting these like low number things, and I think they look kind of cool. But yeah. uh, I don't know. Well, you know what the hell do I know? I think they, I think they're neat. Some people think they're weird. Yeah, yeah. Uh, for us, neat and weird are the same thing, and so <laughs> yeah, screw absolutely. anybody that tells you different, man. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. the The state uh, lawmaker plate thing is really interesting to me as just like uh, an opsec issue of like I don't know that I would want to do that if I was necessarily a state lawmaker to, like, to advertise that you are a lawmaker, right? Yeah, yeah. I feel like that's yeah. risking Molotov cocktail. I once had a, a legislator tell me I would lose vote. I don't run the plates because I would lose votes at every intersection. And it's like, <laughs> yeah, totally, why would you want to put that on? But at the same time, isn't it the most obvious form in our country of like important people get privileges? There's right. no, cause you park at a parking thing and it's not like you're going to get a ticket. Right? right. And that's like at the most basic level, like sometimes you have to go to court and like, you know, argue your way out, whatever. In this case, it's just like, now nah, he's got a congressman plate. We're not going to give him a ticket. It's so obvious. Right. Yeah, no, I agree. It, my my favorite thing about it is the awkward pause because whenever somebody asks you your license plate, what is your license plate? Five. <laughs> <laughs> and, 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 and they're like, five. Like, you don't need to trickle these numbers at me one at a time. We're not breadcrumb Hansel and Gretel in this stuff. Like... You can right. give me like, you know, sequences of digits. Oh, so for, for a long time, you know, I had on my Viper, I had this one, this two. I yeah. don't know if you uh-huh. can see it. Yeah, yeah. 
And because uh, it was on that, it was like a teen driver. Like, and the, and the, I, I applied for number two and I got it. And it actually initially it was kind of cool. People would come up to me at gas stations. They'd be like, oh, how'd you get two? And then it just got it just got like everything else that I have to talk to the public. It got tiresome. Like I didn't want to. You just the, the guy at the airport when you're leaving. Oh man! Right, Who are right, you? right. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> That's also Montgomery Burns's social security number in The Simpsons. <laughs> yeah, and he's like, "Damn you, Benjamin Franklin!" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, That's hilarious. Yeah, no, but I can see how something like that would get tiring, right? Because like, there there's a level of attention that's like it's like cool it. I don't know. It's like affirming and it's like, yeah, like, I don't know. Like it was an idea you had and you see it come to fruition and you see it get traction with other people. Right. Right. And then like, then like eventually it turns into like the Dave Matthews band fans of license plates. Right. It's like, (laughs) oh God. Exactly. Yeah. And and that's, that's true of everything I've ever done that I thought would be cool and attract attention. It does exactly that. It's cool. It attracts attention. Then after about a month, I'm like, boy, I really wish that (laughs) I hadn't done this. (laughs) It would have been a lot better if I had just been a normal person. (laughs) Felt that way about exotic cars too. Yeah, yeah. So, so run us through that cycle with the with like the Ferrari, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, right. So I, I had that Ferrari, and I thought it was so cool. And that was the first couple months. It was really cool. And then after a while, you're just answering questions at gas stations. I mean, right. I used to drive my Ferrari into the suburbs here in Philly, out, like in where you are, like out in like Jefferson County or Douglas County, like an hour away, basically to get right. gas, just right. because I was so sick of. Uh, having to answer in, in center city here in Philly. Oh man, you want you know some contract? Oh, you want to trade, man? It's like oh, right. <laughs> oh, I don't want to trade. So so <laughs> who, person who's asked me that? Who's the who's the guy that played uh, Biff on uh, Back to the Future? Yeah. Uh, so he has like this card yeah. that he printed up with oh, yeah. like all of these questions. You know, Michael J. Fox is a really, really nice guy. And, you know, <laughs> the last time I spoke to him was, you know, like, yeah. And so he like and he just hands right. people these cards. That's in- like that so is- smart. I yeah. should have done that. Yeah. Right. Been. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That- Except it would have started with no, I don't want to trade. No, I won't tell you how much money I make. No, I don't want to tell you what I do for a living. Yeah. I, I'd probably hate you. Yes, it costs more than your Honda Accord. Right. Yes. Right. Well, you know what? I, I, I'm, I'm glad you started the conversation that way because I, I think that by by you avoiding doing something like that, you are avoiding like instantly focusing on negative things like no, 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 no. Right. And when I think of Doug DeMuro's version of automotive journalism, I, that negative association it, is not there. Like you're a really positive guy. And that's one thing that Ian and I really look up to you for. Yeah, posit- I think positivity is super important. I mean, I, I, for a long time, people accused me of being too positive, and then I realized I need to start seeking out some of the cars that I don't like and do videos about them because uh, it, because there are them. And, right. I, and I realized I really should just go down this road, and I don't really care what the manufacturers say anymore. And so I got I did a video with the Maserati Ghibli and with the uh, Hummer H2 that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> there were some of my favorites and, and some of the most well known. And I just ripped them to shreds and they deserved it. But yeah, no, I mean, generally I try to be pretty positive and I try to stay positive no matter what. Right, right. Yeah, no, it's, it's admirable. And we can't have enough of that in the internet today. In the internet. Right. right. Yeah. 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 And, and it's hard. And we will talk more about that in a second. But I do want to, before we get too deep down that rabbit hole, I want to give you a chance to, uh, to tell people about your new project about, like it's not that new anymore, uh, Auto Trader Oversteer. 
Yeah. Um, yeah, we've been doing about a year now. When was I on last? Do you remember? It was about a year must, ago. I was still on Jalabnik, I remember. Yep. Yeah. 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 It, it, it was a it little was over a year right ago. Right before you, you went. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Oh yeah, yeah, we had you on, and then Gawker declared bankruptcy. Or was <laughs> was that? Yeah, yeah. You're welcome. Yeah, yeah. Because you you prom- you bumped us to the front page, and then I think it was like the next week, <laughs> Gawker was no longer a thing, and I, we were like, "Sorry, guys. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Hey. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah." And that was a rough time, and I kind of realized I had to do something. But but I've always been I've I've written for Auto Trader since I when, since I was in college, and uh, after a couple of years, they. They came to me when they realized that my popularity was sort of getting bigger and bigger, and they said, "Hey, why don't we try this? You know, fun, more of a fun thing?" Because a lot of the stuff that I'd been writing for them was like, you know, should you buy your lease and that kind of thing. It's helpful, but you know, right. they were like, "Well, let's get enthusiasts," you know, and and uh, and so we launched this, and we're definitely not as prolific in terms of number of you know published pieces a day or whatever as some of our rivals, but we've been having fun and we've been doing really well. The numbers have been really strong, and it's the best job I ever had. I love it. It's fun to be able to write like whatever I want and. Uh, it's great. It's been it's been great so far. Well, and it seems like you have a really good little community as well. Like the, yeah. the commenter yeah. community is really good. Uh, I'm surprised how many people comment. I honestly thought that we'd launch it and then like a week later would be our last comment and like no one would ever comment again and like occasionally. And I was so nervous. I mean, I don't you don't know, you know. You would how turn into drive I have tribe. No idea. And but it, it didn't go that way. It's it's gone really well and it stayed it stayed relatively popular. That's yeah, awesome. That's great. Yeah, that's yeah. fantastic. Yeah. So, what, uh, we, how would you describe like the voice of 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 oversteer? Because it is, it does seem to have like uh, a weird uh, niche a little bit in the We're, in the space. Yeah. Our goal, my goal for it, and we've started getting other writers and stuff, and my goal for it has been, we're, we're not going to be first on news. Our publishing process is a little bit more unwieldy than most of them. And also, I know a lot of sites do news, you know? Right, right. Um, and, and so my view was when I always tell the writers when I hire them, I always say we're trying to do more of like a personal experience. So tell me about a car you bought. You know, we, we just had this guy, Eric Brandt, who's in Wisconsin, just bought a Plymouth Horizon. I mean, that's the greatest thing in the world. Who's Whoa. buying a Plymouth Horizon? That, wow. I want to read about that. I don't necessarily care that pricing for the Honda Accord has been released. Right. I want to know about the damn Plymouth Horizon. Yes. So it, that's the kind of stuff that I've that I've been kind of imploring everybody to do, and I think that's kind of what we're doing more. You know, I'll see a weird car and I'll take a picture of it, and then I'll write a story about it, and that's a story. Uh, right. Instead of like, you know, we we got to beat everybody else to the punch on something that is big, and we're going to lose some of that stuff because of that. But I'm okay with that. I think it's we, we're not looking. For, we knew we wouldn't be that big, and I think it's more fun to sort of focus on some of the weirder, more quirky things. You're exactly right. You're yeah, exactly right. So Ian and I have long fantasized about, uh, like you were talking about, like why would someone buy a Plymouth Horizon? Right? Like that's your story. Like there's your right. log line, right? Yeah. So we like we really wish we could make this happen. We we want some kind of badge or credentials where we can just roll up on a random yeah. person like someone with a Nissan Murano cross cabriolet or something and just go explain why <laughs> oh, you think about that all the time. Don't you you right. see that all the time. And yeah. I want to say, and it's not only weird cars. Sometimes I'll see, uh, like a, 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 a just an older, like a Pontiac or something that's, ha- uh-huh. that's with really old plates. And you know, it's a one owner for like 20 years. Yeah. And I want to like, what yeah. happened? How, how'd you end up? You know, yep. what has it been like? <laughs> Have you yeah. really done this? Are you serious? Yeah. You know, that kind of thing I'm always so interested in is like finding, figuring out people's stories. And the more that I can get, the better. Right. I mean, yeah. I almost caused an accident the other day because there was someone behind me in a Honda Accord cross tour. And I was just staring in my rear view mirror, trying to figure out <laughs> how they ended up there in a Honda Accord cross tour. 
Yeah. And I, that, the cross tour makes more sense in your market, though, because they offered all-wheel drive. So if you don't want an Outback, maybe you right. get a cross tour. Right. right. Yeah. I guess. You just want you want an Outback that looks like it had been in some sort of horrendous, like, genetic you know, experiment accident. I, yeah. Ian, I kind of like the way the cross tour looks. Oh, it's terrible. I, I kind of like it. I kind of like it. It's <laughs> like a, it's like a pug. Doug, like, you, did you know you were going to witness a friendship breaking up? <laughs> <laughs> the last two years have taught me, with Lexus coming out with all these cars, has taught me that uh, styling doesn't matter as much as I thought it did. Like the Lexus NX and the Lexus LX are true, are two truly... <laughs> heinous <laughs> no you're you're correct yeah people you're not buy stepping it. on it's toast. not a huge yep. deal people people yep. purchase them and it's 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 fine and i think i've realized that if you have a strong brand name and good packaging and good price point and good warrant you know people don't really care what it looks like you can come out with a car that looks like the lexus nx and or the cross tour or whatever right. and you can sell them honda's got a good brand name you know people bought that car and, and yeah. with, with Lexus, like the, what, the lead designer was like, uh, yeah, people are just going to need to get used to it. Like, yeah. Yeah. He was like, I don't, I don't care. We're going to keep making this weird grill that looks like a brawn razor and it doesn't matter. It doesn't my matter. My dad, for, for, for years, my dad has had a Lexus RX, the boring one. It's going to go fine. My, my, and, my girlfriend has and, a 2011. Yeah. And when the new one came out, he didn't want it. And yep. he bought a Lincoln. And I was okay. like, yeah. That was that was exactly what was supposed to happen. Okay. You were supposed yep. to not want it, and you were supposed to buy a Lincoln because right. you're yeah. 75 now, and that's that's what you right. do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's no, but amazing. people are sticking with it. My girlfriend's probably going to get another one, you know, with that grill. But with the grill, because she's had a good experience, presumably, yes. right? It, she has had a fantastic experience with it. Nothing's ever gone wrong. Exactly. I, I still want to use it to shave my pubes. <laughs> it is. It is. I mean, I wouldn't buy it, but it, I think most I think people are less moved by appearance than I ever thought they were. Right. I really thought that people would be like, "No way!" Yeah, and no, you're exactly right. Yeah, because yeah. now she now she's like, uh, you know, like it does drive really nice. You right. know, she she's just accepted it, and you know, like what can you say to that? You know, it's like, over. Yeah. yeah, and the yeah. dealer experience is so good, and blah blah blah. And at right. that point, it doesn't really matter. What Completely makes sense. I totally get it, but but like you said, it just doesn't make as big of an impact as you thought it would, right? Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. You think like, oh, Lexus, you know, rolled its shutters. You know, like no, yeah. no, they're selling more than ever. Yeah. When the GX came out with that facelift front end and the rest of it was the same, I was like, yeah. this is the worst thing I've ever seen. And then they just did it over and over again. Yeah. I was like, damn, bam. Yeah. 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 <laughs> you like that? Yeah. Yeah. I will right? say like, I will say that it does kind of work on the the new um the five hundred thing. The five LX. The LC. Yeah, the L C. Yeah. It does. It does kind of work on there, but on yeah. everything else, I it it looks like an electric razor. It does. It does. Yeah. I like the GS. I like the IS. I actually like the cars because it's smaller. Yeah. Right. right. The trucks. It's so big. The the GS. The IS. I think are some of the better looking cars. But uh, but it just doesn't work when it's like three feet tall. Yeah. You know? yeah. Ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Can we stop talking about Lexus for a second? No, no. The welcome to Lexus Cast, <laughs> Doug and I's new podcast yes. about Lexus. <laughs> Jesus, yeah. um, I, I wanted to ask you about. So you do uh, some of these posts on on Oversteer, where you're like, these these are what's on Auto Trader right now, yeah. and you posted one recently that's just amazing the the m5 touring from like 1995 yeah. i sent you a link Dave, yeah if you want to pull yeah. that up I, w- I will pull that up and show the internet what we're talking about um yeah yeah that thing's crazy right i just i can't get over how much i love that car 
So this um, is a 95. Oh, you, you'll pull it up actually on the YouTube so people will be able to see it. Yep, yeah. Yep, yeah. Oh, my, this is so high tech. And it looks like <laughs> At the very bottom there, it looks like there's a credit card machine down there. That's what I believe that to be. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Further out, whatever that is, there's a yeah. This, uh-huh. this guy, that's my keyboard. Yeah. No, 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 no. no right I'm in, front about- that, in front of that, in front of that thing, you get so many wires and machines. I, yeah, yeah. Welcome to my life. Well, dog. okay, and also, so you're seeing a slightly different view than everyone else is going to see because reasons oh. and IT and Skype and everything. Yeah. It's very boring. Well, reason. let me tell everyone else: these guys couldn't get on a plane with the stuff they have. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> we we did record an episode in the what airport? Oh, in the Detroit airport. Yeah, in the Detroit airport, uh, which is a great airport, as it turns out. It actually is. Yeah, we we didn't look suspicious at all. No, <laughs> no, <laughs> yeah. We're here at the airport. Uh, anyway, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. So no, the M5. No. This is a ninety five M5 station wagon. They didn't sell that body M5 wagon here in the states, but a company years ago uh, federalized it, and so now they can be brought over pretty easily. This and. Um, uh, this one is just ridiculous. It's, uh, so they want 130 grand, which or whatever it is. I think it's 130, which sounds insane. But one recently sold for like 125. That's incredible. Uh, it's nuts. Yeah. Rise yeah. of the BMW is upon us. Mark my words. Yeah. Yeah. Would, would you say sorry? That that BMW. I think BMWs are going to start shooting up. I think yeah. that's the next the next car to go up in value. Yeah. It was weird. Like the E30 M3 is like really shot up for a second and then they kind of stabilized and maybe even fell off a little bit. Yeah. But now I think you're right. I think these like nineties era ones are going to really start to. Yeah. I mean, I had a friend who was looking for a clean E36 M3 and it took him forever. And, uh, E39 M5, all the the clean ones where, you know, people like lowered them and crashed them and autocross them. Those ends are starting to get less and less common in nice shape. And I think people are going to start wanting them more and more, especially as like M becomes a bigger thing. People are going to want like the originals and we should be hoarding E36 M3s. Well, I can't, I'm excited for the day when you do it because you did that video on the 996 911. I'm, I'm predicting that in about 10 years time, there's going to be a corollary video for bangle butted, uh, BMWs. <laughs> yeah. Like, but they're not yeah. that bad guys. Right. They're not that bad. And they can't get any cheaper than they are now. What is that? Like an O two seven series. That's right. It's gotta be like a $9,000 car. Right. See if that, that, and that's another thing when we were talking about, like, we want the story behind <laughs> that. Like whenever you see like a BMW seven forty LI with temp tags, <laughs> why? <laughs> yeah. Why? How, yeah. What is your maintenance budget? Right. And What's why happened? isn't it higher? <laughs> what was you know did you do this at a buy here pay here you know are yeah. you finance? yeah oh yeah. yeah i i and do you really know what you're getting into yeah. like are you you sure you want to go down this road yeah i, for I sure. had a i uh, just want to <laughs> hand them my therapist card like <laughs> here call her she's good <laughs> you're gonna need this she keeps this going yeah keeps this going right here <laughs> i yeah i once had, i had an uber driver probably like six seven months ago and he was we got to talk about cars and I told him I did this dumb thing. And, and so he was like, Oh, well my daughter just bought a new car and she, and he, I, I was like, Oh yeah. What, what was it? And he, he was like, Oh, she bought like a 2007 seven series with, and it was like a seven fifty, and it was like $8,000 or something. And I was just like, oh, that's going to go great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because you I have a guy, I I found I met a guy who bought a Range Rover my same vintage. Uh-huh. Okay. And what do you say? I mean, like I'm famous for making fun of this car and its problems, and he was like, "Yeah, man, I'm really excited." 
and I, he didn't know about my videos on And I was like, well, I like mine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Good, good luck. Right. It's kind of for the best, but you know, but you don't, what do you say? You just kind of, they'll figure it out. You let people make their own mistakes, you know? Yeah. yeah like breaking people bad news about the car they've bought right. is, is, is really, is really hard. Right. You You're know. the bad guy at that point. Right. Yeah. I had friends that bought, uh, what did they buy? I can't remember what it was, but it was like one of those situations where like they bought the oldest car in the segment, like the oldest new car in the segment. Yeah. Like it yeah. hadn't been refreshed in like eight years. Yeah. And you're wow. like, well, but why, why, <laughs> they, they, you know, they test drove nothing else. And yeah. Yeah. it was just frustrating, but the yeah. car buying process is so bizarre. People are making, people just make the craziest decisions in the weirdest ways. Yeah, <clears throat> absolutely. So, so you made reference earlier to like the more knowledge based articles that you would do for auto trader, right? Like lease versus yeah. buy and like this kind of like consumer, like awareness, yeah. like this kind of stuff. And I, I think that's another unique aspect that you bring to what you do because not everybody has that voice. Ian and I don't have like the background in, you know, purchasing and, and all of this stuff. Like, also, we're idiots. Yeah, that, that too. You know, so we need someone who has that kind of advice and packages it in such a great way like you yeah, do. Yeah, I was kind of, I was lucky that I've worked for both a dealer and for an automaker. And so I kind of get how all that stuff goes in the back end. And, uh, and, <clears throat> and I've, I've, yeah, not that many people. I think I'm surprised how few people in sort of in my space in the, in this world, like really kind of get, oh, here's what holdback means or here's what, uh, you know, here's why you're going at the end of the month or whatever it is. Um, and, uh, and that, that kind of surprises me, but I, yeah, it's nice. To, it's really, really, really nice to have that foundation. I feel this yeah. is the one subject in the world. I feel like I'm an expert on cars, yeah, well, cars yeah. and car buying a lot. That's yeah. it. I don't know anything about anything else. I really <laughs> <don't know>. Yeah. <laughs> yeah they, no, you nailed it. Yeah. Uh, have your thing and do it well. And yeah, you are. Yeah. yeah. Right. I yeah. figure out how to work my phone. I don't know how to work my computer. I mean, I, I don't know any of that stuff, but I, it's all about, to me, I, it's all about specializing. That's my big thing. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. No, that's the, and then you excel in the barter based economy because I'll fix a phone screen for you, Doug. I will. Yeah. You get, <laughs> you get me a sweet deal on my second infinity M45 and, and we're going to be golden. Yeah. That's, that's his driver now, by the way. What year? Uh, it's, uh, Ian, what year is it? 2006. M45, yeah. So it was the first of the facelift, yes. not the weird, you know, that was bad to drive, the the one that's actually good to drive. I recommended the weird one to someone yesterday, the Did one you? that was like 0203 or 0304, uh-huh. whatever, the really yeah. weird one. I recommend that car to someone merely yesterday. I don't know if there's any still around. I haven't seen one in forever. It was such an ugly car. Yeah, they, um, they show up on the street every now and then here in Denver. Yeah. Yeah. They are weird looking, but I mean, he got a really good deal on his and it's, it's very nice. It has like 80% of luxuries of yeah. like a modern car. Yeah. Uh, it's amazing. Well, Infinity yeah. was obsessed with rolling out like all the new tech before everybody. Yeah. I mean, they had the 360 camera. Other like, car companies, Land Rover still doesn't have that. Yeah. They, Infinity was just like, we're going to do this and do it right. And yeah. And that car is super reliable too. And it's fast. That 4.5 V8, that thing hauls. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I had. I, I took an all wheel drive one, right? So you just, you have rear wheel drive. Just rear wheel drive, which is why it sat on a dealer lot here in Colorado because everybody wants the X. Dave, yeah. this guy, he doesn't want all wheel drive. I don't. Oh, I don't. What do you do? You get winter time? Or you just oh take the yeah, yeah! I got the new Michelin X ices, and uh, and then I just uh, called Ian to pick me up in his R32, and <laughs> and actually <laughs> for me today, yeah, Kenya, yeah, yeah, exactly, and and this is the first car I've actually managed to scare the hell out of Ian in when we were snow drifting in it. 
And because that, so that car has that weird pass or active rear steering, right? Oh, that's right. Yeah. So when you drift in the snow, it'll just hold it, it just like, like crabs. all it's the so way weird. down the street. And so what is that? That's like 340 horsepower, too, or 330 uh-huh. or something like that, yeah, right? Yeah, they say 335. Yeah, yeah. That, I've tracked it. Yeah, it's it's fantastic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Those are, it did. Bandamere. Go see what it'll run at Bandamere. Those okay. are great cars. And yeah. they're cheap. Yeah, they're cheap and reliable. Yeah. Nobody should be buying 5 Series. People should all be buying that. I'm going to tell people from now on just buy that car. No, you're exactly right because uh, there's somebody that I work with that bought a the same year uh, BMW 5 Series, right? And I was like, Oh, this is going to be very interesting seeing what our repair costs yeah. are over the next yeah. like two years when you decide to finally sell it, which they, they're already trying to get rid of it. Yeah. Well, right. the so other they, the other thing with the five series too is that like so my friend had a 2011 535. And like from like your when the vintage that you have uh-huh. up to now. Basically, if you're buying a used one, you're buying a, a generation old iDrive system or a two generation old iDrive system, yeah. and it's maddening. Yeah, it's terrible. God, yeah. I mean, that's the reason those Bengal Seven Series will never become valuable because yeah. you can't use any feature in them, and it's just t- absolutely tiresome. Especially the early ones. That that really bad Bengal Butt Air O two O three Seven Series was just like. I mean, it was it was a brave new step, and it sort right. of foretold what was going to come. But it, it was like. Oh my god, I can't believe this happened. Like when you right. when you do it now, it was just incredibly bad. I I, sure. I I I always wonder why somebody just didn't come out with an aftermarket trunk for the 7 series that just like <laughs> that flattened everything out. Like you, you like know, people have for the 996, people have that yeah. for the headlights like you could put yep. a little cover over the 996 headlights and they become circles. Right, right. Yeah, exactly. yeah. Yeah, like why, yeah, why didn't we not get into the BMW 7 series aftermarket trunk game, Ian? <laughs> I know, I know. We really yeah. missed BMW facelifted that car and they kind of did that themselves. But it goes back to the same thing. It's just it people the styling, everybody made fun of the styling, but people didn't care. They wanted it. It was the same exact thing and that car sold really well. It yeah, did. the people who actually buy the cars yeah. don't give a shit. Yeah. They liked it because it was new and different from the 7 series they leased the year before and the one before that and the one before that. They were like, oh, this is something different. Well, right? and I think a- in that segment in particular, it's that th- uh, it's really easy to identify, for good or bad, that they had the new one. Right. That's right. exactly right. And, right. and th- that you're right. People are all about, if they're spending 80, 90 on a car, you want the new one. You want everybody to know, whoa, yeah. this guy. Yeah, right? yeah it's really, not that you want like, the new one. Yeah. You want your neighbor to know you have the new one. You right? want yeah. your neighbor because your neighbor's yeah. got the old one. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Right. I, I did ha- like I knew a guy like tangentially that had a uh, that had a 750, right? The long wheelbase edition. I yeah. sat in the back of it. I'm six foot four. I crossed my legs <laughs> and had plenty of room to go. Yeah. Oh, yeah. they were they were insane. You basically yeah. got in. You walked around a little bit. You found your seat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> sat down. You stretched T- out. Got your ticket number. <laughs> yeah. What? Right. Yeah. It was like yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's all. <laughs> oh no, we have the poor seat you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. All right. So we were that all of that was because we were talking about uh uh oversteer. Yes. <laughs> but yes. Uh I want to do I do want to do an FMK cars uh on uh Auto Trader right now. So this is the three most expensive cars on Auto Trader right now. I know exactly what they are, probably. I think I just did this this morning. But okay, go ahead. From what do you 30 got? years ago. <laughs> 
Okay, so let's explain FMK Cars for uh, yeah. really quickly for anyone who's new. So FMK Cars is a game that we play. It's based off the classic game of Fuck, Marry, Kill, except we use cars instead of people because we're nice. Exactly. Um, fuck means you drive it for a day, you hit it and quit it. As uh, the youth say. As they, they do say. I, uh, a middle schooler told me that. Uh, <laughs> Mary means it's your new daily driver, warts and all, you... You hit it and quit it. No, the Mary. Oh you, oh, you put a ring on it. Jeez, what are you uh, doing? So I was drinking water. Doing multi- that wrong. Yeah. Yeah, you put a ring on it for Mary, and K means kill. It goes to the crusher immediately. That's right. All right, so these are, this so, is straight up. Can, no- I guess, can I guess what these cars are? Yes. Yes. Yeah. That would There's be great. Ferrari Testarossa is definitely one of them, right? Nope. nope. There's uh, it's Lamborghini Countach. Nope. Nope. From 30 years oh. ago, 1987. 87. Yeah, the Countach was out then, right? right. Yeah, um, but it's not. It, it's not one of them. What What would be an eighty set like a Grand National? I guess those radiate See, some some Grand really National prices Corvette, are not to this level yet. Some really low mile Corvette that some guy thinks is worth like two hundred because he never drove it. No, no, no. Yeah. You're, gonna, you're yeah. gonna be you're gonna be flabbergasted. Yeah, <laughs> okay. I, I promise you. <laughs> you're gonna be flabbergasted what they are. Okay, okay, so the 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 top one. The, the most expensive car from 1987 on Auto Trader yeah. tonight uh-huh. is an Aston Martin V8 Vantage Volante in brown. Yeah. <laughs> Can you okay. share the screen with him? It's a strong candidate for kill. All right. What else okay. is there? It is a strong candidate <laughs> for kill. All right. So then there's like a hundred... 911 turbos. Oh yeah, there's a ton of old 911 turbos on our trailer. And there, yeah. so the one that we're looking at, I think, is how much is it? I have it up. Oh, here, here I'll find it. It uh, is one hundred sixty-nine thousand dollars. Yeah, yeah, oh, it's one hundred seventy thousand dollars. This is not the most expensive one. I chose a coupe because I think the coupe is just yeah. clearly better than the than the convertible. Whale tail, yeah. baby. Um. Uh, it, it, it is a gorgeous one. It has uh, 15,000 miles on it, which is God. ridiculous. Right. Uh, and then the last one, you want to guess another Lamborghini model from 1987? Uh, is there a Yalpa on there? It's a Yalpa. It is a Yalpa. We, we were trying to figure out how to pronounce Yalpa. It has t- over 100 for a Yalpa? It t- has 10,000 miles on it. Well, because it broke down the rest of the time it was broken. <laughs> I broke one of those. Those things are horrid. Have you have you driven one? Yeah, I did a video on one, and it barely made it back to where we got it from. I, we put 12 <laughs> miles on that car. I was smoking for seven of them. And we, when we parked it, was the best moment of that whole day. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, so, so It's a gorgeous car. It's it, beautiful. Well, yeah, but yeah. styling doesn't matter, Ian. I, well, it, it does in out. this market, right? right? I mean, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. no. But, like, so Ian and I, uh, we were on a chump car team that Ian's dad has, the uh, 1987 Maserati by Turbo. And so many people would come up to us that were by turbo owners and they would say the the two best days of my life were when i bought it and when i sold it <laughs> yeah. yeah 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 and that car god i wish that was in this game because he'd kill that automatically <laughs> uh, uh so what do we do I, who goes first you guys go first you go you go first you're yeah, the guest this is for yeah. you this yeah is, this is for you yeah uh, you kill the uh you you fuck the yalpa okay I drove that. that's that's a fun car once okay yeah okay you you marry the Porsche and you kill the Aston. The Aston that vintage of Vantage Volante was not a particularly attractive car. It was not a good performer, and they're impossible to own. That is a I can't believe people are asking two hundred or whatever one twenty one forty. Oh, no way. sir. 
uh, $370,000. It has, <laughs> but it has 7,000 miles on it. That car could have zero miles on it. <laughs> Half that. <laughs> I, I I love for the podcast listeners when you hear silence. That's 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 when we all just throw our hands up like like life isn't even worth living anymore. Like, I'm done. I don't even want to be on this planet anymore. Yeah, and that's having appreciate. You, the thing is, it's easy to marry the Porsche because you know that car is going to be all right. You know right. that you can own that. You can drive. I mean, those were famous for being a little squirrely, but at least they won't break down all the time like the other two. Right. And there's a billion people with mustaches that know how to fix it. <laughs> yeah, <Right. laughs> you can go to any guy with a mustache and have it. He'll have enough tools to be able to get you going. You know, yeah. the fan bell on my Porsche broke. Can you help me? <laughs> God damn it! I can. I don't know how, but I can. Right? Just combing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, what would you do, Ian? Um, yeah, I think I would do the exact same thing. I, okay, I think that's, I think that's, the I think answer. that is the answer. Yeah. Okay. Um. So speaking of unreliable cars and cars that break down, I I have an FMK cars for you. All right, Doug. So the twist with this one is you you have two cars. One you drive until it breaks down. The other one. <laughs> You have to drive back the the same distance that you drove the other one. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So you basically you drive. It's not like an A to B. It's like you drive the first one until it breaks, and yep. then you have to put the same amount of mileage on the other okay. on the second one. Okay. So so basically, you're hoping the second one is more reliable than the first one. For this one, we're giving the second car a pass. You you get immunity. It's going to make it home. You're gonna get you. Won't, you okay. won't have to call a lift. You'll okay. you'll get there, but you will have to cover those mileage uh, miles. So so the the cars are all cars that you've done videos on, right? So <laughs> so first first up is your Aston Martin Vantage V8, right? Yeah. Uh, and the car that you drive back, what's the, what's the opposite of a Vantage V8? The, the literal opposite car? Yeah. That you've done a video on. Uh, that's a good one. Uh, I don't know, the Hummer? Some sort of truck. What would it be? You're right in the blockiness level, a Nissan Cube. Nissan Cube, yeah, yeah. Okay. That was... That was quite a terrible car. <laughs> <laughs> they are awful. So, so you get to you get to motor in the Aston until something breaks, and then back home in the cube. Yeah. Second, your beloved the the car that made you famous, the Range Rover Sport. The yes, the, just to be clear, it is not a sport; it is a full size. Ah, this is very important to me. That's right. That's right. Yes, the I am Range not Rover one of the cheap sport people, Dave. Right. right. <laughs> I know. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Take away my great coupon. If you actually, if you look at the market, the sports have are now worth more. The full size is actually worth less. It's considered to be more unreliable. So at some point, <laughs> they, they surpassed. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Wow. Wow. Okay. That's hilarious. All right. And so then the car you get to drive back is a BMW Isetta. Okay. That is a truly terrible vehicle. But the, the bright spot with this one is that you're not going to make it that far in the Range Rover. Right. So you don't have to spend that much time in the Assetta. Right, right. That's true. God, the Assetta. Oh. So it's an interesting calculus you have to play with this one. Right. 
Yeah, although you'll die in the ice. That's the thing about <laughs> right. Yeah, your your face is the crumple zone. <laughs> your face yeah. literally is the crumple zone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so it was nice knowing you, Doug. Uh, then, <laughs> there's there a lot of space there. <laughs> <laughs> then, then for the last pairing, 1996 Rolls Royce. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And the car you get to drive back, a Plymouth Prowler. Uh, okay. All right. That I like both of those actually. Oh, okay. Uh, uh, all right. Well, you kill the Range Rover and the Isetta. Neither of those is appealing. Okay. Neither of those cars is even slightly appealing to me. It ain't. <laughs> those are gone. Uh, uh, I would probably marry the Rolls and the Prowler. Okay. Uh, well, actually, no. The, the Aston and the Cube are, are, are more reasonable automobiles because the Rolls is just a nightmare. Of course, it won't go far, like you said. Right. It probably would also have issues. And the Prowler was the Prowler was fun. Actually, I don't know. I would probably marry the the Prowler and the and the Rolls. Okay. And then, and then I would the Aston is. I mean, you you, you can hard, It's not like you ever want to have a one night stand with a Cube, but uh, the <laughs> Aston would make it. <laughs> okay okay nice i think you've chosen well there yeah i think yeah i, I want to know more about the the prowler and the Aseta and the rolls because those are definitely like i mean it, definitely the prowler that is a y car and those like they're not that unaffordable now i mean yeah. it is a v6 with an automatic transmission so yeah. it's not like you're, you know, getting something like the concept had a V12, but that was it. Yeah, you know? I watched your video on that. Were you, were you legitimately, were you surprised by that car, like that you liked it as much as you did, or you know, like where did you go in? To, what in was your all honesty, in? I mentioned that video, and I swear it's true. That car has always been like a guilty pleasure. I, I've always okay. thought that was kind of cool okay. because I, I always thought in the late '90s there wasn't that much that was really visually that amazing. No, and you're then right. Chrysler comes out with this thing that isn't even really that expensive. I mean, you would have assumed that would be like a Lotus or a Ferrari, and it's like a it's like a Chrysler. You can buy at the Chrysler Plymouth. You know, I always kind of thought that was cool. Now the problem is the same problem that happens to all automatic cars as they age, which is the, the you know, a transmission technology improves. The stick shift will never be supplanted, right? But the auto, I mean, that car is a four-speed torque converter. It just uh, ruined the whole car. Yeah. But, uh, but if it hadn't, I mean, if you could do a stick swap somehow, I think that would be a lot of, I actually think that might be a fun, legitimately a fun car. It's great to look at. And when you're in it, you know what you're driving. It's not one of those deals where it's like, yeah, this, I, this is probably cooler for the people who are seeing it. When you're in the Prowler, you're like, this is freaking awesome. I can't believe I'm driving this thing. I like that car. I, I think I know what is going to be in all of our browser histories later. It's going to be Plymouth Prowler <laughs> manual swap. Yeah, it, yeah, I think so. I don't know. I, I've, I always felt that that car was just, and I remember thinking this when it came out. I think I was in high school when that came out, or, yeah. or me, maybe even middle school. And I just remember thinking like that that car was supremely dorky. And I never, <laughs> I never really got over that. And it's only been recently that I've been like, you know what? I, 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 I'd rock that. You know? <laughs> well, you know, you were right, of course, because the truth is the only people who bought those were, were guys who were like 65 who wanted to be in the Prowler Club right. and they couldn't ride a motorcycle or didn't want to or they couldn't fit on one. Well, or, so, or it was people who wanted the DeSoto and couldn't 
couldn't afford it at that time because that, that was the market that was crazy. Right? And so no one bought that because it was cool. You right. know, Plymouth probably thought, oh, we're going to get a bunch of 25-year-olds who think they're cool. No, it was yep. it was like 74-year-olds who got the trailer and like went on the, the drives, you know, and the yep. cruises. That was who bought those cars. Yeah, it's the recumbent bicycle of auto <laughs> enthusiasts. <laughs> right. My, my theory is that there is never not ZZ Top playing in one of those. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah, 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 no, like, like the buttons, they don't do anything. It's just legs. It's just legs. That's it. Sharp dressed man. Yeah. They just cycle between ZZ Top songs. Perfect. Yeah. That was good, Dave. I like that. There's yeah. no doubt. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, okay. Yeah. The, the Prowler. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. I like that a lot of people take those weird front bumpers off of them because that obviously makes the car. Um, yeah. Yeah. I actually prefer it with the bumper on, but a lot of people pull them. Yeah, because they yeah. think it's ugly. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It, I, I pulled up a picture of the one with the bumper on. That is... Whew. Well, that, that gentleman has a license plate holder on his as well, and that, that really ruins it. Well, I mean, in Colorado, <laughs> you'd have to weld that thing to the front if you didn't have the bumpers. Or you could just yeah. rock one bumper and go asymmetrical. That would, that would be... <laughs> yeah. That's right? the move right there. If you done that, that would be cool. Yeah. Why not? Why not? Yeah, yeah that that would change my mind. I uh, think I'd yeah. be like, oh, that that guy's cool now. <laughs> yeah, that guy's yeah. cool. It's no longer dorky. And hey, well done with the. Oh no, you didn't do the cube with that one because if you'd done the cube with that one, you would have had two asymmetrical. Two asymmetrical. Two yeah, asymmetrical yeah. Potentially. Uh, so, so not too many asymmetrical cars. No, yeah, there was like that BMW concept that had the thing and the Hyundai Veloster, but it, yeah, I mean, Veloster. it looks the same. Well, the, the first ter- Testarossa had the the mirror, yeah, the, the one mirror. mirror. Yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah, that's yeah right. we need more asymmetry in cars. Absolutely, right? I've heard people argue for that, and yeah. no one does it. Right, right. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm not making one. It's not gonna happen. People. The problem is, people always say, "Oh, I want this cool thing or that cool thing," and then when the when it comes out, people are like, "Nah, I don't want to. I don't actually want that." Yeah, you know? Well, but that's that's essentially what happened with the cross. I will keep coming back to the fucking cross tour. You you bring back I know, the cross but, tour, but the cross tour was was essentially that. I don't remember that launch. But it was it that was a focus group developed car, and then right. they 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 leaked it themselves on on Facebook and got raked for it. Do you remember? Do you when, remember? I was thinking about this just last week. Do you remember when a Honda employee went into that Facebook comment thread and said, "I like it"? Yeah, and someone discovered that he was a Honda employee. Yes, yes. It was like it was like the biggest drama in like automotive <laughs> journalism for like three weeks or something. <laughs> And, and it was, it was the so stupidest, funny. silliest thing. And they still sold a bunch of them, you know, like, yeah. Yeah. And now nobody remembers it anyway. It's not, a, it was 10 years ago, but I will never forget that. Somebody went in and it was like, Oh my God, a Honda employee pretended to be just a guy. <laughs> yeah. So silly. Yeah. Ridiculous. Ian, I think you and I are trendsetters because our cars, besides my infinity, our cars are asymmetrical because things just fall off of them at random times. That's true. You know, yeah, like things don't fall off in like a raid one, you know, of of parts dispersing (laughs) from the car. Yeah. That's an IT joke, which was not funny, but we both anyway. (laughs) So so tell us about the Rolls Royce. I, I want to yeah. know everything because I, I feel like if I went from a 300 horsepower Saab to an Infiniti, my next move is probably like an 80s Rolls Royce. <laughs> that that car was so cool. And and uh, it was so interesting and it was so relaxing and it was just the nicest experience. The thing I like about Rolls is that there's no effort placed in trying to do anything but make it luxurious. You know how you get in like a 
whatever, like a BMW, and they're trying to be luxurious, and they're trying to be sporty, and they're trying to be cool, and they're trying to be high tech. Rolls is like, forget all that crap. Yeah. We're right. just going to be, just chill. Just chill, man. <laughs> just chill. <laughs> and so there's these overstuffed seats and the steering wheel you could move with by blowing off. You know, it's, it's so light and it cars just, it's, you, you really forget about like your problems and the problem, you know, you don't okay. think about stuff anymore. It's, I, it's just so not, except until you break down. I mean, and that car is 22 years old. I wouldn't want to drive around one of those things. <laughs> right. Right. It, but it is truly a nice place to be when you're in it. it which surprised me because I thought it would be kind of a basket case, but actually you can tell they put a lot of thought into it. And even 20 years later, it, it still holds up. It still feels more comfortable and more serene than like a Camry. And you know how everybody says, Oh, and you know, an S class over five, 10 years, all those features trickle down. Well, the serenity of that old Rolls Royce, it it's hard to match that even like 20 years later in a normal car. It's, I was surprised by that. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. I mean, so Ian and I have talked about Lincoln a lot on the yeah, show. I was going to bring that up. Yeah, yeah and I, <clears throat> we always thought that Lincoln should just be that American, no holds yeah. barred, luxury first, nothing yeah. else second. Brand. Yeah, because Cadillac is Cadillac is trying to be BMW. Yeah, right. And right. Well, they are. They are. Lexus is too. I mean, everybody has gone for sporty. So who is who's left for my dad? Who wants you know to get rid of his old Lexus and now he's seventy and he wants big buttons that he can see? <laughs> I, who's left? He's not buying a CTS. No. And right. Yeah, that's Lincoln's. That should be Lincoln's role. My opinion. I agree with you. I think the next car for your dad is a donk. <laughs> <laughs> I think. I think my dad's gonna have the MKC until until that's until it's time to take away his keys. I think that yeah. you know. I, 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 it's actually interesting. A couple of, a couple of weeks ago, my dad called me and he's, he's in the car and he said, Doug, my hazard lights. And I, of course I talked him into this Lincoln right. uh, because he would have bought up. I don't know what, right. He was looking at RAV4. And, and so he calls me every time there's a problem. And he says, Doug, he says, uh, my hazard lights are on. I can't turn them off. And I said, well, you know, I Googled a picture and I said, well, it's a button to your right of your navigation screen. He said, I don't see the hazard light button in the navigation screen. I said, no, no, it's to the right of the screen. And then he pressed it and he's like, oh, God, fine. All right. And so I realized when I got off the phone with him, I realized the day you realize your father is old <laughs> is the day where you help him turn off the hazard lights in his Lincoln. That's the moment. Which is a <laughs> button. moment across the threshold. Yeah. Which is a button that hasn't changed in cars yeah. for like 30 the years. one button that is designed in the exactly. entire car for you to be able to just go, I need that thing now. <laughs> <laughs> right. And he pressed it, of course. Right. So he pressed it already. Right. So, like, yeah. so I read that. That's the moment. It's that that second. To yeah. be fair to your dad, I did have I did make a similar phone call to Dave here uh, about a year or so ago, uh, in a just unbelievably frustrated in my in my Volkswagen because I had somehow accidentally changed all of the units in on the dash and everything oh, else yeah. to metric, and I couldn't figure <laughs> out how I did it. Everything was in Celsius, and I don't know how I couldn't figure out how I did it. And it, yeah. it turned out that I had pressed two buttons at the same time, and uh -huh. that's how you do it yeah. because you know Volkswagen needed more complexity in their electrical. Systems. Yeah, there has to be all these Easter stupid Easter eggs. Yeah, right. I know. I have an idea for an Easter egg. How about you make it fucking reliable? <laughs> That'd be a great one. <laughs> that would be a good Easter egg, but unfortunately, we're still a ways from that. Yeah, I that's what that's what drove me most crazy about the the Dieselgate thing was that like they I, they wrote something that worked reliably, right? Like <laughs> you you spent time on that shit, and I can't keep fuses in my car. Like what what are you doing? 
<laughs> killing me. Yeah. You should have called the dealer and made that argument over the phone. You should have yelled that at the service department. You should have yelled that at him. Yeah, because those service department employees love to hear that. I'm sure. I'm yeah. sure that was the worst like three weeks of their life. Typing oh, like imagine, this. Year, I mean, could you imagine being a VW service department employee right now trying to talk through, trying to explain to every 80-year-old who bought a diesel Jetta, you know, the, and these yeah. are their most environmentally conscious customers. Yeah. Here's what you have to do. Oh, God. Yeah. Right. No. Yeah. Yeah, they I know have, a lot of people who just quit Volkswagen sales. They went to work for Toyota or they got out of the business or whatever. I, I would have done the same thing. Don't yeah. doubt it yeah. at all. Tap out. I'll come back when you have nothing but electrics. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Totally. yeah. Right. <laughs> Ian, yes. keep, keep us on track. Okay. So uh, one thing I did I did want to talk to you about is you you obviously sit in the year that you've uh, the, since we've talked to you. Uh, your popularity has definitely grown, especially on YouTube and stuff like that. And that has obviously benefits and also drawbacks because it is the internet. Um, so I was wondering if you wanted to, to address that generally, um, and, and also talk about just, you know, kind of finding your voice in, uh, automotive journalism. We kind of touched on the, the fact that you have kind of more of a positive spin in general. Um, but yeah. That that sort of uh, how yeah, you deal with no, negativity. There are definitely, there are definitely drawbacks um, uh, to it, but I mean, truthfully, I have the greatest job in the world. Like, I'm not, you know, it's hard to complain. I think about that. I, I work really hard. I always tell people if I if I knew how hard it would be, I don't know if I ever would have quit my desk job. Okay. Uh, okay. And and I, you know, I film every weekend. I just took one. I just took my third day off this year. Um, I film every day of every weekend, and. That it's 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 a little bit challenging because I never really expected that it would like you're just on YouTube making car videos. How hard could that be? Right. And I, for that, in that sense, I have like a ton of respect for the guys who do the vlogging, who are out there every day putting up a video. My videos are generally a bit more edited than them because I do two a week. But like, they're still. I'm like, I watch their stuff. I'm like, how do you do an 18, 17 minute video every day? Right, right. Uh, that's probably the biggest drawback. The other one is I have to be nice to everybody now. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, I had Postmates delivered my house. You know, they come and deliver you the food. And uh, some guy afterwards, he tweeted me and he said, "Hey, Doug, I, I just delivered you food. I hope you like your Chipotle." And I was like, "Oh my god!" Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I hope I was. I hope I didn't. Say <laughs> <laughs> and so now, like, I'm at the bank. I can't get mad at any. You know, I Comcast. Like, I'll Comcast. I got to be nice because, like, what if that leaks? You know, <laughs> Doug, auto blogger yells at me. So I got to be. I have to. To be fair, I think most people would be on your side on that one. Yeah, true. <laughs> oh, right. <God. laughs> yeah, yeah. The biggest drawback of Philadelphia is that Comcast is headquartered here. Mm. Um, yeah. But uh, hey, where Doug go? Our internet connection went down. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know that Comcast has a special number they give to their employees to call? Oh. I swear, yeah. Okay. I just, some of their employees have shared this number with me because I've complained about it so much. Sure, sure. Because uh, I've met them over the years, you know, living here. Yeah. Um, but but truthfully, I mean, yeah. And the, the you know the thing you're touching on commenters and that kind of thing, it hasn't really been a problem. You you just you just kind of learn to let it roll off. And I've gotten really good at at just. People say stuff, you right. move on. And the thing right. that the thing that really keeps me going with that is what the thing that I've realized that's most surprising is how quickly people forget stuff. Okay. Um, yeah. People will be mad at you on Tuesday, July 11, and on Tuesday, July 18, not a single person will remember that. It, yeah. they, so yeah. the, the Audi All Road Owners Club still isn't like beaten down. <laughs> that kind of stuff. It's exactly that kind of stuff. I mean, I posted that video and the Instagram post. People were so mad, and nobody cares. Uh, it's just incredibly 
incredible how quickly things die on the internet. And yeah. so when I'm the subject of, of a lot of angry comments or whatever, I just, you know, I'll wait till tomorrow. Okay. Uh, and you just kind of move on. And I mean, nobody talks about that girl who was on that flight to South Africa who tweeted that thing, you know, yeah. about getting AIDS. When was the last time you heard that meant? I mean, that was the biggest story on Twitter that year. Uh, and, and it was all con confined to the span of a week. And now it's completely forgotten. Yeah. And and that's kind of what I kind of, what I base. Anytime I get a negativity, that's kind of what I base my thoughts on. I just don't respond or whatever and just move on. And people just don't care all that much. That's right? probably the best the best way to. And and to be honest, the Audi all road owners have bigger problems to worry about. So. <laughs> right. Yeah. The other thing is, it's important to me that I'm just trying to talk about cars. Um, there's a lot of people who want to bring in drama and bring in this and bring in that. And a lot of these the vlogger guys do. Oh, you know, I'm going to the store today. I'm whatever. Uh, I don't do any of that. I just want to. I just want right. to make videos about cars. That's it. Right, yeah. And write about cars. I, I don't want like I don't really. I don't find my life all that interesting. To be honest with you. Like I think it's. I try to limit it mostly to just here's this new car. Here's the cool feature. And uh, I'm not going to get into a fight with somebody. I'm not. You know, it's just not. It's not. I don't find it interesting. I think most people who watch and who read. Uh, they come home from work or they're at work and they just want to break. They don't want to yeah. get into like, oh, Doug's fighting with some guy on the internet about this and I devoted five minutes out of a 10-minute video to... It's just a waste. I'd rather just do cars. Yeah. yeah. Well, and, it's, and I, I appreciate too that you have... You, you took like the journalist tack of like finding an angle and, uh, you know, and I think you're, you, you're, you've kind of cornered an, a niche on that, which is good because the vlogger stuff on, on YouTube... I subscribe to a ton of YouTube channels. I don't subscribe yeah. to a single one of those guys because it's really? just like, yeah, I just can't do it. I don't yeah. know. It, it's, I mean, it's, it's, it's all, I wonder, I always kind of wonder who watches that stuff. I mean, I'm not that interested in that stuff, but I guess there are people who are. Um, yeah. But it's just kind of weird, right? Like some people like that and some people do that and some people do completely opposite and it works for both of them. So you, there must be a huge audience, you know? Yeah, there must be. I don't know. Yeah. Um, uh, what else was I was gonna ask you about? I don't oh, know. Oh yeah, so I did want to ask you. So you you mentioned earlier about how like y you said you didn't get a, you don't get invited to uh, to to press events all that often. <laughs> yeah. So I we've noticed already. Uh -huh. I think in, in our dab dabbing our toes into the waters of yeah. legitimate automotive journalism. <laughs> yeah. Legitimate automotive journalists. <laughs> False. The oxymoron of the week. Yeah. 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 Um, is there? Is there a hierarchy uh, within within the journalist community, and and like how do how do journalists uh, you know tr kind of treat each other? I know there's like dumb things between like Motor Trend and Jalopnik, and some other like weird little beefs all over the place. Yeah. But like in general, do you think people are like, oh, he's a YouTube guy, or he's a magazine guy, or whatever? There, or there is that. One of the things I've learned is there's sort of a great equalizer at the these press events because. One guy you know as a automaker guy today could be a freelance guy tomorrow. And mm -hmm. one guy you know as a motor trend guy today could be a freelance guy tomorrow. And one guy who's a freelance guy today might be your boss tomorrow. And so one of the things I've noticed is the journalists are actually pretty respectful towards each other. I, I'm surprised by that. Uh, I always kind of thought people would have rivalries and hate each other. And there is some of that. Uh, especially in this business, there's a lot of egos. In any journalistic business, people want to see their names and bylines and headlines and that sort of thing. Um, but I've always been surprised that they get there and they kind of treat each other as colleagues. Um, that has always really surprised me. With that said, the automakers have a hierarchy that I've always found very interesting. The automakers deeply believe that print magazines are their number one focus. Wow. Um, yeah. and I think that's, I think that is the most outmoded laughable. I think it's ma based mainly on old relationships they formed years ago. 
I can point right now to 15 million YouTube views a month, which is more views than any car magazine will get. Um, and I can even point to the fact that two thirds of my viewers are between the ages of 25 and, and 55, which is like prime advertising demo. Right. And I never hear from car makers. They don't contact me. Uh, they want to talk to the, to the, to the magazine. So I borrow cars from viewers and then sometimes they get really negative reviews because they suck and I'm not going to sugarcoat anything. I don't have to answer to anybody. And I actually end up, I personally, it's worked out pretty well. Right. Right. Do you think that's maybe part of the reason why that like, because the growth is so rapid that you're not dependent on, you don't have that weird dependency on access that the print magazines have. Right. Yeah. They have that sort they, of they symbiosis. Can't go borrow some guys. They can't go borrow some guys, you know, right. That's yeah, they have happens. legal departments and all those sort of things that are going to say no, right? Right. I got insurance. I'm insured now. I had to do that. Yeah. But um, but yeah, I think I just I prefer doing it this way. I think I think there's some some charm to it, and I think there's maybe a little bit more. Uh, I think there's maybe a little bit more honesty to doing it this way. Personally, yeah. I mean, I don't I don't begrudge them people doing it other way. I do it. I, I've taken press cars. I had a press car last week. I had a Ferrari. I was very, very excited by. I did. I went to the Honda Civic Type R thing and the Ford GT. I've done, I do them occasionally. Sure, um, sure. But, so I don't begrudge anybody who does it, but I think that there is, you know, a different, sort of a different level of like, you know, I, realism, I don't know, maybe something like that, truthfulness to just, just get in a guy's car or rental from Toro and just being like, yeah, here's what I actually think of this thing. Yeah, right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we did we did Toro with the uh, the Focus RS. And, yeah, and that was, there's the that Focus was a RS in Denver. The gray one, it's gray, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I drove. I that. tried to rent that car, and it like got hit the day before I showed up, and I had oh, to get a really? No, sorry about that. Yeah, <laughs> it wasn't me. When 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 <laughs> I got out of the passenger seat, it felt like Ian had just beat me with a tennis racket for 20 minutes. Well, I that, I loved yeah. it. Yeah. It was on oh, winter tires yeah. too, which made it like yeah. super like nervous all like everywhere. So uh-huh. it was just like you were busy. Yeah. You're, you're that, guy, that guy has it at some deal price too, right? It's like fifty nine bucks a day or something insane. Right? Oh no, it, when I rented it, it was about a hundred. It was, it was oh, really? hundred bucks. Maybe he's learned. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, maybe. I don't know. Maybe he's maybe he's got to get some volume up to pay for his insurance <laughs> stuff yeah. or whatever. But that, that was it. Was a blast to drive. It was just a handful. But yeah, yeah, the, that's such a cool car, though. I and mean, the Civic Type R, we can debate forever about whether that's a better car or not. And we'll see how that, we'll see how that all goes. I'm very <clears throat> very excited to drive one of those. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm curious. Um, so so as we you know got invited to these, you know, press events and stuff like that. Like what you mentioned about journalists respecting each other, that was really apparent to Ian and I because like, oh, they're, they're, they're we're the only podcast in the Rocky Mountain Automotive Press Association, right? Right. And, and everybody was like, oh, you're a podcast. Okay. So you're one of us. And we thought like we would just get like the scraps like, yeah. oh, right. you know, yeah, here, here's a, you know, six-year-old infinity, you know, Q, uh, right. you know, EX or whatever, you know? Yeah. Right. And yeah, but it, was weird like so much so that like our normal instincts were like uh is this okay like you know like <laughs> that people garden, are being like, nice yeah what's oh, going the on thing here I learned is I, like when i go to these things i seek out i don't care who you write for or who you podcast or whatever literally i just i care that you're a, a decent person who i can have fun with and talk about cars okay. and there are guys i've met who work for the major magazines who have these big names who are just the most annoying you know, and I don't want to be, I don't, you know, right. I, what I want to do is I want to be with someone who's cool. And I don't, I literally, you could be, you could be writing for your, in your, in a newsletter for your neighborhood. And if you're cool, I want to hang out with you. That's all I care about. Yeah. Life is too short for that other stuff, man. Yeah, right. absolutely. Yeah. 
Um, so I do want to, this does bring me to an FMK cars that I wrote. This is, this right. one does have a catch. So this one is called connected cars. Now the cesspool is everywhere you are. These, uh, these are the last three cars on your YouTube channel as of, uh, today. And okay. these all have an internet pitfall twist. Okay. So the first one is the 997 911 turbo. Yeah. It tweets your exact location, speed, and bodily functions at 10-minute intervals <laughs> whenever you're in the car. Whenever you're in it, okay. Well, no, no. I'm just going to say 24 hours a day, it monitors your bodily functions. So, like, <laughs> Doug DeMuro just picked and flicked. That's going on Twitter. Right? Okay. Huh. Sleep pooping is a thing. Didn't know that. <laughs> Didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, the, the next one, original Audi R8. Yeah. Every piece of information you get is relayed to you in real time by YouTube commenters. So that includes the navigation, the radio, anything that comes through the radio is just filtered. And there's no delay. It's just immediate Uh, YouTube commenter and everything in the dash. So you have YouTube commenters basically telling you how fast you're going, how how long you have to empty, all of that. (laughs) <laughs> so are they using their typical grammar and all that? Oh yeah. Yes. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. U space R yeah. space. Yeah. All yeah. of it. Everything. <laughs> the next one, the last one, a little bit different, goes the other direction. Rolls Royce Wraith, a car that you were uh, effusive about keeping the outside world at bay. Right. The internet no longer exists. Oh my God. Wow. By driving this car, the internet is gone. Wow. What, what do I do then? What is my life? Well, do see, I just is, drive around in my wraith? See, this is the, yeah. this is the dichotomy yeah. of like, is, is the scenario. Is, do I have like enough money to live for the rest of my life or do I have to no, get a job? No, you're going to have to get a job. Yeah. Why well, don't I get a job? That would kill that one. <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't do that one for a day? No, I wouldn't. Do, oh, maybe for a day. Does the internet return then at the end of the day? I don't know. That's a risk you're going to have to take. Don't you? <laughs> <laughs> I don't make these up. I don't. Oh, I do make these up. I'm yeah, sorry. you I do. Don't. You do. Ian. Yeah, yeah. All right, I'll do that for a day, and I'll kill the Porsche. And, and I guess I'd have to. You're going to marry the YouTube commenters. Well, what other choice? If I can't kill the internet, I'm not going to do the bodily function thing for the rest <laughs> of my life. Are you out of your mind? You're not going to do that. Tell me if you wouldn't do that. You drive every 10 minutes. But like you said, people don't care. Like eventually they'll just get past it. Like No, you, if it's every 10 minutes, they'll never get past it. They'll say, this yeah. man owns an automobile that is tweeting his bodily function. <laughs> uh, true. I would. I would. I'd probably get more followers out of it, to I, be honest. Look, I would follow. <laughs> yeah, I cannot click that fast enough. Yeah. Just yeah, imagine I, the sponsored tweets you could have from like Xlax. <laughs> we, we've noticed you need to hydrate. How about smart water? <laughs> yeah. And that that is that is the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. And uh, no, I would definitely feel that. You're right. I would. I would. The rules would be great. I would fuck the rules. And I would marry the Audi and the damn YouTube commenters because you want to know something, Ian? I've already married the YouTube. Commenters. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> well done, Doug. Well done. Very good. God Very damn good. it, he you're, wins all of you're, podcasting. You're true. You're, that's that God is absolutely true. <laughs> <sighs> and it is a marriage because you don't like them necessarily, but right. I actually, don't even read the YouTube comments anymore. It's so funny. The the funniest thing in my job that that happens every week is the car owner 
contacts me. And he's okay. like, the who, whose video just went up. And he's like, Doug, do you believe what they said? <laughs> <laughs> oh, and I'm you, like, first you, off, yeah. <laughs> I do. Yeah. And second, <clears throat> I haven't read a YouTube comment in like 18 months, man. <laughs> yeah, I don't blame I you. no idea what they said. <laughs> when someone says that to you, do you just get that like that? Oh, buddy. Oh, look at him. He learned. He learned. Yeah. That, well, yeah. I, the thing is, it's an experience that's going to pass for them. Right. So I don't, right. I don't tell them like, you're an idiot. Don't do this. It, it's right. usually just, they usually just did one car. Right. So I actually don't get into a thing with them. But what I'm thinking in my mind is like, you don't even realize who's on the other end of that screen. Like right. it is literally an 11 year old. And, yeah. Yeah, and like, he's doing this while he should be walking the family dog and his mom is yelling. I'm like, you really, this person should not matter to you and their opinion about your color, your interior color choice. Right. You know, right. Arguing with your buddy. And it's, this person is not important to you. Yeah. Uh, but you can't tell them that I can't, no matter what I, I've had, I've had car owners tell me they've read every single YouTube comment. About Ooh. Oh no, you can't do that. You can't, do, like, you can't walk away from that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm, that's like watching a snuff film. Don't do that. <laughs> Don't ever do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's the same thing. That's actually the same thing. It's watching a snuff film, reading YouTube comments. Yeah, no, it's actually now that you mention it. Now that I say that, it's actually not all that different. <laughs> yeah, about it. Yeah, you can't get that piece of you back. Yeah. Like one of the first things you and I talked about, Ian, was like whether or not like. I think you had mentioned like, oh, did you see the comments on something? And I was like, I never read comments. Like, I just, I don't read comments. I don't. I can't help read them myself. where it's insightful. On in, on platforms where it's insightful, I'll read them. Like, I, I read them on Oversteer. I read them on Reddit. They're pretty good. I get emails. I reply to most of them. Right. Uh, but YouTube doesn't require anything to post. You just have to like have an internet connection, basically. Right. And I'll, so, what's the point? I I have. To read terrible ones. I have to. Like, it's a need that I have that's really bad. So it's probably good that we're not super popular because it would not be good for me. I would spend all day. I would have to read and catalog. I would probably print them out. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'll go in and read them just as on a lark. And I'll occasionally even reply on YouTube. But, like, you, I never will take it seriously. In fact, there are some arguments to be made that if the YouTube commenters say, do X... Maybe you should think about doing what. Yeah. Like, maybe that's not <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and that's that's one thing that like it boggles my mind about the internet. Of like, you would think that like the more people the more people have access to the platform, like kind of the more level headed the the comments would be and it's totally the exact opposite. Uh, we yeah. we discussed on the podcast a few times now. I one time I, because of an Uber that had a, a wheel bearing that was going out, I stumbled upon the Toyota Prius owners forum. Yeah. It is the yeah. nicest place on the internet. But like, don't tell anybody, Doug. Don't, don't tell anybody. Don't tell anyone because about it. Because random people aren't just seeking their way in there and making it bad. That's right. what you're saying. Right. It's, it's yeah. people it's literally just Toyota Prius owners. Yeah. Toyota, Toyota Prius owners and people yeah. will ask questions and then wait, get this, Doug. Just you're not going <laughs> to believe this shit. Someone answers it. Yeah, there's nothing more infuriating when you go on a forum and you Google what does a brake job cost for whatever, and you go on a forum and the, you get ten threads, and nine of them say, "Did you try the search there, function?" Yeah, yes, I stuff. was just going to say like, that. I am searching, and you didn't answer. You damn it! How do you <laughs> so think you, I got I'm, here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love so it. Like, 
Yeah. It's unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. But the, the Toyota Prius uh, owners forum, it's if you ever need like a, a calm oasis in the internet, just go there. Right. And you're, you're it's the one thing that I, it's the best thing that the Toyota Prius has it's done the for the world. Yeah, you're exactly <laughs> because you, you have your cake and you eat it too, because then you don't have to go out to your garage and see a Prius. Right. Exactly. Right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> That's so funny, but it totally makes sense. But yeah, I mean, the more when you give everybody access, local news, right? The, right. the commenting sections on local news. Oh are, God, yes. Um, Game changingly bad. I mean, <laughs> you start to realize how dumb some people are. Yeah. When you go, and then you start to realize why we need so many laws. You know, <laughs> right? All government people, and it's like, well, wait a minute. You should go on a commenting section. Yeah. They're dumb people. We really need to protect ourselves from these people. <laughs> I need to be protected from these human beings. And, yeah. I, and you hear all this stuff and you start to realize kind of where it, <laughs> it stems from. Right. You, need, you need an airbag label on a sun visor and that sort of thing. Right, right. <laughs> oh, oh, so I shouldn't put my feet up on the dashboard every time the car is moving? Uh, what, what a shock. Yeah, <laughs> huh. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Why do I need both kneecaps replaced after that collision? Yeah, no right? Shit. Yeah, yeah. You start to learn. There's a lot of dumb people. And that's what the internet is talking about. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah, it's the good and bad. Like, you have, a, you have a, a, a career, but also you know way more about the populace than you ever wanted to. It's interesting, right? right? You, get this, you get this look at, oh, my God, these are people. One of the things I've learned, though, is... Um, before I started doing this, I never make commented on YouTube. Do you guys comment on YouTube? I've like, never I, once commented on YouTube. No. Nope. Right. So I think I've learned and I get emails from people. Hey, you want to meet up? Let's have dinner. And I meet people in Philly all the time who are readers and they're always the nicest, smartest like, engineers and lawyers and doctors. And they're always the nicest people. And what I learned is 98% of the people who are watching, not only do they not comment, they don't bother to go on Twitter and read the comments and get involved in the discussion. They just want to see the video, maybe read the article. That's it. Right. And right. so, the commenters are probably too involved. And that's why I hate forums because forums are so precise. It's one particular car, right? right. Like the super impressive or the VW forum, you know, whatever. It's VW Vortex. It's just yeah. too much. The people are just too granular and they just get so mad. Yeah. I've, I'm, I'm well familiar with the VW Vortex <laughs> forum. And in particular, which fuse do I need to replace? So, yeah. Use the search function. Exactly. Have you tried the search function? Yeah. Seriously. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Yeah. I, I, if, I, if I were to like come up with a new forum software like uh -huh. a back-end software i would just automate a kill tool for like anything that like any anyone that has any thread that has have you tried the yeah have you yeah. tried the search function right. and by kill i don't mean delete the forum post i mean send an electrical shock through the keyboard <laughs> to kill the person who posted it that's what i mean I mean, that's a dream boy isn't that just a dream right yeah. physical enforcement of bad <laughs> internet behavior yeah yeah amazing yeah you're the next Pied Piper there, buddy. Yeah. He's so nice. Yeah. Yeah. No, and the time that it takes him to sit to, to write that too, of course, they could have just given the answer, but they want to they right. be holier than that. It's right. amazing. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have one last FMK cars? I, I do not. Oh, you don't? Okay. I don't. Yeah. Well, Doug, do, is there anything else that you would like to discuss? We've kept you for kind of a long time. Yeah. No, we no, cannot thank fun. you enough. It's fun. You guys are always so much fun, and I appreciate it. And I'll be back for number one fifty, and every fiftieth episode from there on. Okay, that yes. sounds that sounds like a deal. That's I appreciate fantastic. you, uh, you know, sticking through the first time you were on. I don't know if you remember this or not. This was uh, our, our. It was supposed to be our book club. Oh uh, we yeah, John for the book. Uh huh. And right. uh, uh, do you know how many episodes we did of the book club? How many? One. 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 Doc. Oh, look at that. 
<laughs> you were the I, only I, author who agreed to come on. <laughs> yeah, 100% success rate being our book club book well, of you know, the book. Yeah. We had last time it was just over the Skype or whatever, and now it's Skype and video. So who knows next time? Right? What idiom? Yeah. Anything could happen. It'll be, yeah. It'll be pigeons next time. <laughs> <Just> long <laughs> form, just, just pigeons back and forth. Doing semaphore code. <laughs> yeah. Doug, this is fantastic. Yeah. Thank you so much again. And uh, again, yeah, next time you're in, next time you're in Denver, look us up and uh, yeah. thank you again. Everyone go, uh, go check out Doug uh, yes. at Doug DeMiro. Let's give Doug all the plugs, all the plugs, uh, auto trader slash oversteer and yep. anything Type else. Type that into your browser manually. Yep. <laughs> yep. See what happens. See where yep. you go. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. No, nothing else. I really appreciate it, guys. Thank you so much. And, and it's fun to be on. And I'm sure I'll talk to you guys again soon. All yeah, right. Awesome. Bet. Thanks again. Right. Bye. Later. Everybody.